my people what up though here we go again we back with another episode of all black men need therapy just turn my damn ring light off but that's okay because if you're listening to it you can't see it no way you know what i'm saying but i'm gonna go ahead and get this right you know what i mean we back home okay here we go um fellas what's goody though happy juneteenth and belated father's day and all that all of that all of yeah. that good stuff happy father's day you know if you guys saw, I saw your videos online, bro. I saw your videos. I saw the old head go in the Soul Train line. You look back like, what? How cool was yo, it, yo? We had, a, we had a great time, man. Shout out to everybody who came out to the the Oakland second annual Juneteenth Festival. We had a Lake Merritt, you know, really peaceful time. Thousands of people out there, families, you know, enjoyed ourselves from 12 to 8, man. But that Soul Train line was legendary, but, like, that Soul Train line was yeah. for real. Like, that was the epitome yeah, it, of, it, like... It, it was it was dope. It was dope. It looked that, legit. That looked hey, like an old, old school block party. That's what that's, yeah, that's yeah. the vibe I got. Yeah, that's the vibe. That's, nah, it, it was yeah, real dope. But we, we was talking off camera. Just just throw a quick gem at him. Clarify that shooting up wasn't y'all, B. Nah, nah. You know there was some some ignorance popping off on the other side of the lake, and you know unfortunately. Um, you know, it was a casualty and a couple other people were wounded. Um, but yeah, that, that wasn't, you know, had nothing to do with the event that we did, um, at Juneteenth and everybody had a peaceful time and got home safe, but shout out to all those affected, man. And the brother who lost his life, man, it's a really unfortunate situation. People act ignorant still nowadays, you know, it turned out, um, that it was like two rival gangs from San Francisco and was shooting at each other. Something, something like that. Right. I read it in the paper today. So. You know, shout out to those families, man. But yeah, we had a great time. It, it was still a lot of love, man. And open. I just want I want to just reiterate the fact that you know, black folk can get together and party and have a great time and not be no trouble. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, as soon as something go down, they want to pin it on on the Juneteenth celebration. We was out there doing what we do, celebrating. Right, right, right. That's exactly what we doing. That's what we did, man. How was your Father's Day, fellas? How was the Father's Day, Bellhead? I mean, I saw you, but you know. Yeah, it was cool. I was about to say, I saw your punk ass on Father's Day. Um, it was good, though, man. We went back to Connecticut, um, saw my pops. You know what I'm saying? My pops real easy to please, man. He, um, I got him a, I had bought these shirts that I just never felt like returning. And they were from H&M. They were cheap, but, you know, that dude was happy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, gave I, him, was, I was there. I got to see him. I got to see old Curtis, man. That boy had his he had his cookout suit. He had his cookout short set on, though. <laughs> Yo, my man. My uh, man he had, had the, the matching the matching joint. You already this know, man. man. He had the three quarter length shorts on. You know what I'm saying? With the black tube socks, with the with the sandals. You know I what I'm saying? He had the cookout outfit on, B. The the one you see in picture. That was it. Yeah. And, and don't get it twisted. Good. He is he is a phenom at that grill too. Oh yeah, nah, he ain't nothing to be played with. Hey, hey, Prentice, real quick. Um, yo, you know what I was listening to yesterday? I don't know what? why, but I just got it. it. It came to me. Man, I was listening to, to him and don't hurt him. And I got the but, thing, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, they must love Hammer in Oakland, man. But <laughs> listen, listen, my to this day, one of my best childhood memories. We were going to this mall in, in the city called Newark. Um, it's called New Park Mall. And we was at the stop sign and he was leaving the mall in this cherry red uh, drop bins 
and he was at the light and he pulled up right next to us. And I looked and I was like, yo, that's Hammer. He was like, we're packing it and just peeled <laughs> off. And but like that, that that moment was like my I, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like I said what's up to MC Hammer, he said what's up and started off at the at the stop sign. <laughs> Yeah, you know so, what I'm saying? So, That's always, like, one of my stories, but we, Hammer's yeah, so, a legend. So me man. and Hammer is boys now. Like, I don't care what y'all say. That's my homie now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I said, what's up? And he started off. We cool like that. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was, man. I was ch- I was putting my son to bed last night, and I just started singing. We got to pray. Pray, pray, pray. <laughs> we got to pray just to make it today. <laughs> But that That's album, was, there was some bangers on that album. No, it was, man. It, I mean, the dude went multi, multi, multi-platinum, so it had to be some Hammer, bangers on there. Hammer with that guy. Did y'all ever watch the, was, the, like, the special album? How he blew through all that yeah. bread? Yeah. That was crazy. But, but I, heard anyway. back on top, I heard he got some other investments, and he back on top. Yeah, right? yeah, he, he doing all right. He doing all right. Yeah, so, man. yeah, fellas. Let's get into it now. We wanted to pick up where we left off last week in protecting these black women. P, uh, we P put out some topics that you know I thought th- I think they're gonna be powerful for us to get into, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you run it. P, what's up? For, from you know, yeah, man, your you know, perspective. I was just I was just thinking about um, you know the conversation that we had last week and just the emotions and the feelings and some of the challenges that I'm finding myself facing. So, you know, I think because I'm in such a space as a transition, I can't necessarily like overlook emotions or incidents and things that happen. And and like I was telling y'all last week, one of the biggest things to me was I felt like I had failed her as her protector in that situation, you know, even though I know I was her biggest advocate when she was too drugged up in the hospital, um, even though I know I encouraged her to speak up and, and applauded her when she did, because we went through that experience, a part of me is like, damn, but it still happened. You know what I'm saying? So it just got me to thinking about, you know, as men, we we usually want to hold that title of protector and provider super close and high. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do when you don't feel like you necessarily did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know it's not my fault what happened. I know that. But a part of me still feels like I failed the mission by her not coming out unscathed. You get what I'm saying? I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. And, um, and I want to give um you a shout out, man, for obviously you were you were super vocal about it before we even got on on air to talk about it man and um i was getting some feedback with, with um from a, from basically a family member of mine a really close friend um who she didn't give me the feedback she gave it to my wife who gave it to me she's a um she's a maternity nurse so mm-hmm. she, she's black right so we were talking about that and, and she was in tears she's like she's so happy that you you addressed it because this is something that needs to be talked about, right? I feel like with these staggering statistics, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm in a bubble, right? Maybe I live in in a closed off world, I don't know. Uh, But these staggering statistics that affect black women and black babies, I don't feel like it's talked about enough, right? Like, and obviously when it affects somebody that's close to you, then you start digging in, right? Figuring out what's happening, why, why, why they feel this way. And then you start 
uncovering this like one this isn't anything new unfortunately right and two it affects like the country it's not just like Oakland or it's not like the west coast like this is this is a systemic issue and you know i give you i i i praise you man and applaud you for, for having the courage to do it but i also understand what we're talking about today right like the psychological toll that right you can't you can't defeat right in the sense of a protector in that moment right because that there's not a a tangible it's not a tangible threat it's not something that okay I'm gonna knock this dude out because he's disrespecting my lady, right? That's simple, right? That's something that, quite frankly, we're probably more equipped to handle than what you're talking about right now. So I think this is a good topic, 100%. Yeah, so one of the questions that P had, it was, uh, I don't remember exactly how you worded it, P, but it was, it was something along the lines of like, feel, feeling like a failure for not being able to protect your people. And I and I began to think about just, you know, failures. And obviously, you know, we've grown to learn that to take those failures as lessons and, you know, whatever, whatever. But when I when right. I think about when I think when I personally think about failure in terms of like just in, in general, I guess, failure, my biggest the, the first thing that comes to mind is not being able to provide a stable home. And, I, and for my kids, and I don't mean like they don't, they have everything they need in my crib. They have, you know, they're, 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 they're fed and well-dressed and all the other good stuff. But I mean, just like being able to represent a household that you two gentlemen have, you know what I'm saying? Like it's been one woman who's met my children in the time I've been single, you know what I'm saying? So not being able to, or not being in a position right now to exemplify what it is to be the man of the house, what it is or how it is. So my boys can see me treat a woman the way they need to be treated. Like it's candidly speaking, my sons, my sons are seven and two. My son major, the very first time he saw his parents in public in the same place was at his first flag football practice when he was five. Outside of me picking him up from his house and her picking him up from my house. He's never seen his parents in a public space. There's no pictures of us together. You know what I'm saying? To me, that kind of like, it, it, it feels like a failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I know it's not the case. I'm a good dad, all the other good stuff, but it's something that, that when I, when I considered your text message and looked at it, I'm like, yo, that feels like failure to me. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in that regard. And again, I know it's different from the circumstances we're talking about, but I just wanted to touch on my perspective on what failure looks like from, from this standpoint on my end. What are your thoughts on Can that? I can I say something real quick, Bill? Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I totally feel you. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally feel you on that. I think, um, for me, that and 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 you're totally valid in that because I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, if you, you, you wish you could redo some things a different way so you can show a couple of different examples to your kids at this point. You know what I mean? But those are life decisions we make and the circumstances that come. I think for me, when I when I talk about failure in this context, um, it's more so because the decision to have a natural birth was because we already knew going to the hospital was going to be like going behind enemy lines, so to speak, right? So when we actually got there, I'm like, 
we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, I wasn't naive to what happened. I just didn't know we were going to experience it on such a blatant level. You get what I'm saying? So to come out of that kind of having an idea of what we were going into, but not knowing the, the, you know, like the severity of it, it feels like a failure in that sense, because I feel like mentally I had this notion, you know, I knew there was a possibility that we can experience something that we didn't deserve to, or that she could, um, and, and it still happened. Do you think that, I mean, not, I'm pretty sure I know the answers to this, but do you think you have, or perhaps Sarai has a sense of PTSD wrapped around this? And I say that because I watched uh, the, the Kevin Hart fatherhood last night with my daughter. We watched mm. it together, and there was a moment. There was a I moment where his daughter. Time. There was a moment where his daughter got hurt, and he had to take her to the hospital. And it was the same hospital his wife died in. And he was like, "Yo," he, he walked in. It's like, "Nah." Then he she's like, then he, "She needs stitches." He's like, "Nah, we leaving." You guys know what you're doing here. Are you are you? I've been here before, and I, and I saw how you guys work here. And he was about to walk out. He's like, "Well, she doesn't. If you don't get stitches now, she's gonna end up with a big scar, or whatever, whatever." But. It was, it was like, and that moment was like big for me. I'm like, yeah, this cat's like, you know what I mean? He hasn't been to a hospital or been in the hospital since his wife died. And the first time he goes back, he has to go back to see his daughter who's in there. And he was like, that PTSD walked up on his ass. Do you think that's something that you that you carry right now? Oh, I, I, absolutely, because last night she put it on so we could watch it. And we got to like three minutes in where they, I think they were sitting at a desk talking to a doctor and they're like, we're going to have to emergency. Uh, we're gonna have to like rush it. Yeah. And right mm -hmm. there, right there, trigger. It took me trigger. right back to when we started visiting the hospital, and I paused it because I was like, "Wait, what's this about?" So I had to look at the caption on Netflix, and I read it. And then, it's, and the first thing I saw was a widowed husband, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Nah, you gonna have to watch this without me," because it automatically it automatically triggered me back to being like, my worst fear was something happening to her. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was hey. like, "This is this is too soon for me." I can't do it. So, so real quick, fellas, I think we're we're going on a couple of different paths here, but I think it all intertwines. So it's a good conversation. But it's like we started off with, do you feel like a fail failure, right? And then and 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 then it went to, chief, other areas in our life that we personally feel like we may have failed our child. Though, like we said, it's circumstances in a lot of cases beyond our control just like Prentice's situation beyond our control. But then that now it begs the question, like one, how do we, what, what does protection look like in those moments? One, two, how, where you guys are both right now is how do we cope or manage, right? That PTSD or guilt, right? That we put on ourselves for, for not protecting right in in those moments so i think that's that's the piece right because that's where you are right now Prince. right your 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 situation unfortunately you had to endure it and now it's how do you go forward right obviously sure. you want um every all parties involved to be healthy right that's the number one goal but then there's a piece of okay well what's health look like for you Right. In mm -hmm. terms of how you're managing that going forward. And I'm not saying I have the answer, but what I'm saying is like, this is a good opportunity to talk through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I feel you. I, um, I, I think for me, like um, 
protection in that in that sense it it, it felt it to me it feels like a victory you know what i'm saying like as a as as a provider of a household as a as a father um the success within that feels like a victory regardless of what the obstacle is you you know i like to come out feeling like yeah you know what i mean like yeah something right. was thrown at me but I, I i handled it um i think dealing with the post part of it is a little different for me because I'm already in a vulnerable space as far as self-reflection. And then this, I'm trying to find ways, lightweight to normalize it through the fact that it's so common in the hospital, if that makes sense. So I think rather than dealing with how traumatic it really was, you know what I'm saying? Like me having to clean her off and peel her off the bed, like, I know how this shit makes me feel, but I think I'm normalizing it a little bit through. Um, well, I think I don't know. Bring way to it in the way. I don't. I don't know. I think one way, whether you realize it or not, is you're doing it through advocacy, right? Like that's what this is, right? You're venting, getting your story out, kind of putting that hospital and specifically that doctor on blast, but you're also underhandedly, whether you realize it or not, also being an advocate, right, for um for moms and for, for this 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 issue. I gotta plug my computer in my quiet chief. I'm just I'm soaking it in. I'm texting my daughter, sorry. But um that's you know that's the I think that, I think that's the cool about this show, like the podcast. We can still be us. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm texting my daughter right now, but that's because we can do what the hell we want to do on our podcast. Um, yeah, right. But I, uh, no, I'm just so, I, I, I mean, we were talking about, you know, protecting black women and, and you feeling like a failure. And I just, like I said, for me, it was, it was, it was a lesson on failure for me. It was, it was the conversation about failure and, and how we, we overcome that. So I, I, I would like to kind of shift the conversation. Maybe we can point to, a particular area in our life to where we feel like we failed, how we dealt with it, and you know, ways to help people perhaps overcome failures. Mm. Yeah, I, I can point to one in my life where it's not necessarily a failure, right? But I, I deemed it as such. And um that was having a child at 15. Right? So mm. when I did that, Obviously, people thought I was about to have a whole bunch of kids and stuff like that. Um, but for me, I'm like, this was hard. This wasn't ideal. I had to still graduate college, you know, do all these things as a single dad. And and as a result, I'm like, I'm never doing that again, right? I'm never putting myself in a position to have a child out of wedlock. Right. And it wasn't even about the wedlock for me, but it was about my age. Right. And my daughter and I basically grew up together. You know what I'm saying? We're 15 years apart. So that to me was like, all right, I'm never going to put myself in that position again. So I said, the next time I have a child, I'm going to be married. Right. And that was a commitment that I made to myself. Now, again, my daughter's successful. She graduated college, you know, the whole nine. So it's not a failure per se, but in my mind, that's how I, how I, um, categorized it in an effort to in an effort for me to make some real change you know what i mean so now when i have my when i have my son it's a completely different dynamic 
right? Like we're going away and this will be the first time that he hasn't seen, I know you said chief that major hasn't seen both his parents together in a public setting. This is going to be the first time he hasn't seen his parents. You know what I'm saying? So like it's either we're always together or it's one of us for a, a long weekend or if I got a work trip, you know what I mean? So that in my mind was his success going into it, right? That's the, that's the one thing for me that I beat myself up over. And like Prentice, in a way, I just turned that into fuel for my next move, right? For my next decision and learn from my, I'll say mistake because nobody should be having a child at 15, right? But not a mistake for what came from it, right? No, right. Right. totally, 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 totally get it in it. In it. Obviously, that makes an abundance of sense. P.S. I got my ticket. Get off my back, bitch. What ticket? You got your ticket. To the to the the. Are we going away next week, cuz? You said P. You mean Bell? I said P.S. Stupid. Oh, P.S. I heard. I P. thought you said P. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> in America thought you said P. Yeah, <laughs> but when they played it back, you said P. So Pete, uh, uh, how are you? So let's let to, to kind of piggyback on what Bell was saying. How are you? One, how are you dealing with it now that it's what's you know what's done is done, and obviously you have to move forward. How are you dealing with that? And two, would you like to discuss another particular area of failure that you've overcome and, and how you did so? Yeah, um, I think now um, we had a we went um, a long time not talking about it at all, which we needed to do because we needed to normalize life with a new baby and not focus on what happened. Um, and we were able to do that. So now you know we're at a point where now it's about to it's about to get back. You know, so that means legally that means that that uh, you know advocating on behalf of you know black women going to hospitals is about to get back now. You know what I'm saying? Like when the mind gets right, you know, and our mind is right and our spirit is right now. I'm like, okay, now we're gonna show you don't really fucked up. You know what I mean? So I think that's how I'm healing and making sure that, you know, what I'm saying? and I'm able to check it, do temperature checks with myself because that's something that we're getting the ball rolling on. You know what I'm saying? How do I feel about it at this point? How do I feel about this incident happening? Is this something we need to talk about? So um, that in an area of failure for me. Um, I allowed some things to happen in a previous relationship that I'm really not proud of that influenced and affected my children. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the biggest thing for me that I struggle with when I think of failure. It's just things that in hindsight, um, had I felt more better about myself and cared more about myself, I would not have had my children in that position. You get what I'm saying? And so seeing how much better I'm doing now, ironically, triggers the thought of what I, you know, what I allowed previously, man. So um, that's one thing I kind of beat myself up for uh, time to time. But I, I okay. think I think what's important to note, fellas, that we probably don't give ourselves, and I say ourselves as, as men, as fathers, credit for is growth, right? And yeah. what we have to learn through. Right, like on its surface, like I know, like in the beginning of our podcast or beginning of you joining Prentice, you kept talking about, you know, uh, four kids, four baby moms, stuff like that, right? 
And it's like, on the surface, somebody might be like, oh, wow, right? But it's like, you know how much I've grown, right, since then? And like how this situation right. is going to be so much different, right, than previous situations based on all the mistakes I've made and what I've learned through, right? Like, that's, that's, I think that's just an important piece to note, man. I think a lot of times, I don't want to speak for all black men. I, I'll speak for us on this call. I think sometimes we're a little hard on ourselves, right? And I feel like yeah. sometimes we can give ourselves some more grace. And just like, Prentice, you, you probably can be giving yourself more grace with, with the whole hospital situation, right? But I get it, right? I get why you don't. I get it. So right. I, I think that's just an, an important piece to note, right? as people are listening is I'm a firm believer, man. And, and as, and as cliche and, 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 and sport centric as this is going to sound, it's like, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Right. Like that's it. Learn. Right. Like, and, and as long as we're learning, then we're growing. Right. And if we're growing, so, then that means now we can also help somebody else. But go ahead. Cheers. So what you like, I, I, I completely agree with what you just said. And I think, even with that being said, I hear you. We both hear you and we still are going to be hard on ourselves, still not give ourselves that grace because it's almost like it's wired in us to be that way. But I think these conversations where you give him the grace yeah. allows him to at least bask in it, allows each other to bask in it in the moment because I think we're just so... I don't know why black men, it's just something that we we're, it's, we we're wired, we're conditioned. We just, we're always hard on ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And I think you need a circle of friends, a crew of people, somebody you can talk to and say, yo, bro, like, it's going to be all right. Like, you got it. It's cool. Like, pat yourself right. on the back. And that brings me, that brings me to our point last week, Bell, when we gave our final thoughts, you mentioned you wanted to like challenge my perspective, but yeah. I think that's a good topic to bring up right now because yeah. it's a good way for people to, to assess situations. So, in last week's episode, yeah. I ended with, you know, it was heavy. It was very, very heavy. And what I wanted to do intentionally was shift the dynamics of the conversation and create some positivity in it. But it's also kind of how I've lived, I've learned to live now. And it's find the positive in it and use that to fuel the rest of the fire rather than continue to harp on the negative or let the negative consume me. You know what I'm saying? And you made a point about, you know, what you want people to, as much as that's cool, catch the moment address the moment yeah. and you know not not let shit like that slide under the rug yeah because and then thank you for bringing us back um and just real quick before i address that what what we serve as to each other in these conversations i don't know how much experience you guys have with like hot water heaters or furnaces is we 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 serve as um um pressure release valves Right, like sometimes when you gotta when in, in, your, in your system, you you gotta just lift the lever and let the let the let the pressure run out from the bottom, right? And that's what we that's what these conversations can be to one another. We don't have them enough, so that pressure, you know, I'm saying we and and and, and holistically like black men don't have them enough with each other, so that pressure builds up, right? And then which goes into another thing. But to, 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 I'm glad you brought us back, Chief. Like I said, yeah, you, your, your final thought, your final thought was the only time that I felt like I needed to challenge a final thought, right? And, and everything you said was positive. Everything you said was uplifting, right? But everything you said, what, your words, right? Not your intention, but your words were 
that of essentially suck this shit up and let's keep pushing, right? And when you said that you're saying that, I'm like, well, it kind of triggered me because I'm like, well, that's kind of why we have this podcast, right? It goes back to what I was saying. And I was like, if we do that, that's cool. But we also need to take the time to address what's actually happening, right? Mm-hmm. And address how it's making the impact it's, ha- it's having on us. Because when we, when we keep forging through, like we've done for hundreds of years, when we keep forging through, one, it doesn't give us a chance to potentially identify what happened in that moment, the behavior, right, that it evoked, right, the situation that we were put in, right, and it doesn't allow us to feel, right, because we got to keep pushing, right, we just got to keep pushing through, but it's like, damn, give me a second, right, to feel what actually happened, to address my feelings, to feel my feelings, right, and that was the only point I was trying to make, and again, it was implied by what you said, but that's not what you said. And that was all that was the right. only point I was trying to make. You know what I mean? It's and like that, that, yeah. Everything you said was uplifting and positive. But it's like, but well, we human, right? And we, we still have emotion that we have to address. Or or it will address us. That and that was it. And that right. And that's and, and it's all about and it's all a valid point. And yo, I wanted to you were talking about this and, and the reason we started this podcast was because we don't have these type of conversations enough. Men aren't vulnerable enough or don't have time a... Out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Shout out to us for our year anniversary. How about that? Shout out hey. to all black men in therapy for, for our year anniversary. It was a year ago... Uh, Tomorrow. A year ago in three days where we, we filmed our first episode. That's what's up. Um, I think it was, I think it was July, July 25th. Uh, we're, we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, on July 22nd. I think it was July 25th when we did our first episode. Anyway, sorry, good brother. Anyway, yeah, no, no. So you were—I was just saying, but like, we don't have these, 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 these platforms for us, or just a, a strong enough crew to have these conversations and be able to build like this. And it's very, very important. And I saw something today. Shout out to D Rob. D Rob posted this and said, "Uh, it's Men's Health Week." And peep the statistics on this shit, yo. 84 men a week take their own life. 75% of suicides are male. And it says men are like less likely to get help, but speaking up saves lives. Let's encourage men to speak up and not man up. Like, and that's and that shit is real, bro. Like, I didn't know the numbers were that, that high. I didn't know what you did. Your comments mm-hmm. in a nutshell was was your comments were just that man up. Right? That's Dude. why I added that piece. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To speak up, right? To feel like right. that's exactly it. Yep. But that, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that's that's indoctrinating us. You know what I mean? You know what? Like, that's what our parents did. Go ahead. I Go feel ahead. like uh, we underestimate the power of suppression. You know what I'm saying? Like what what you know? Like when we do kind of gloss over or keep pushing. We got to suppress some of the things that we're choosing not to deal with so that we can keep pushing. You know what I mean? And I don't know how conscious we are about like the long term effect of holding on to those things. You know what I mean? Like, how they're going to show their face if you don't. I'll challenge that. I don't think we have to suppress it. I think we're taught to suppress it. Right? I think, right. I think that's a learned behavior. Yeah. My, my bad. So, I'm saying, right? Like, I think we underestimate. Um, 
why we shouldn't you know what i mean because suppression is so powerful you know like it it, 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 it has an effect on you know what i mean so when i say the power of suppression like it's it's strong you know what I mean? and i don't mean in a good way like it, it can really do some damage later on like, like Bell just right. like, deal, deal with the problems. Deal with your problems, and the problems will deal with you. But it, what's crazy is there's a, uh, this may be a new term. I don't know, but there is like a subconscious suppression that happens a lot of times with us too. Like we're not even aware mm -hmm. of some of the shit of some of the shit that we put in these pockets, and then it comes back and punches us right in the face. And we're like, damn. Like like I said, rolling with them daddy issues. Like yeah. It's never something that really weighed on me. But in talking to my guys, I'm like, damn, this shit is deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just a bunch of Father's Day. Say what? You called them for Father's Day? <laughs> I saw your father on Father's Day. What the hell is you talking about? <laughs> That's crazy. No. No. <laughs> I didn't call my brother. I gotta call my brother and say happy Father's Day. Nevertheless, man, yeah, yo, like so. I feel like we 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 touched on everything we want to touch on today. I think, you know, it's important to deliver the message of of of. It's so I guess it's okay. Is it okay? Is it okay? It's okay to be. It's okay, obviously, okay to fail, and it's okay to to have those same fears as Prentice had of not being able to protect, and it's just a matter of you know, finding ways to reassure yourself that, you know, you're, you're in the right place and doing the right thing, I guess. I mean, yeah. And, and even if you fail, right. To learn, right. Like, like we talked about, yeah. right. Like the growth, right. Like Prentice went through something that he's got. There's a lot of lessons in there. Right. And what he does with that information going forward, it, it will, will show, right. Like he may not, have been able to protect Sarai in that moment, right? But his his he's using his platform to advocate again, right, for other black women that may potentially go through this. Right. So so it's 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 the same, it's the same thing. You know, like he's protecting black women as a whole by having this conversation, whether he realizes it or not. AP, Bell just it's a good point. I mean I'm sure there were uh, a plethora of lessons learned in that moment if you had to identify what would be the biggest one that you your biggest takeaway from that from that moment of like that how, whole, you know the birth I, I honestly bro, the biggest take is how how um how connected we are man like she's my person you know what i'm saying like she's i don't know how else to say it like they say about like um <clears throat> Like every dog has a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I'd be the dog, obviously. She's my person, though. You know what I'm saying? Like we're 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 meant to go on this this life road together. Like the way it all panned out, the way she was able to deliver the baby, the support I gave her, the way we connected without her saying anything. As much trauma as there was, like we came out with our baby. You know what I'm saying? And so it really, I think, speaks to how connected we are and how. Um, compatible how much of a fit we are like we're 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 for real team that's really and the that's, biggest thing i got out of you, man. and that's mm. dope because it sounds like in conversation it sounds like through that trauma it's grown stronger like you guys have gotten stronger oh, man. you know like it's it almost felt you like i don't know if you are wired in certain situations you know what i mean like and who would expect you to be in that situation but it it it, it shows you 
You you know what I'm saying? Like I'm running down the hall, cursing out everybody, looking for the last doctor because I'm not having it though. It shows, you know, like if, if you got somebody back, that's the time where you're going to have it, man. So I'm proud of myself for how I handled it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it really showed me that we're really compatible, man. We, we, that's, that's, that's my motherfucker, you know? So the, so the, the lesson, say, the lesson in that is, the lesson in that is you, you, you kind of never know what you got until you go through some shit together. All right. So this relationship, the strongest relationship. Are forged through conflict, man. I'm a firm believer. Right. So, so, so for those of you who are in in the midst of your struggles and, and trials right now, there, there could be a much brighter side, a much brighter future on the other side of that. So keep pushing and and, and you know what I'm saying, persevere through those tough times. You, you, it may be you know it may be tough now, but shit could get really, 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 really good, yo. That's why Chief and I so close. I beat him up in his driveway one day. And then that nigga's lying. Just, just that nigga's lying. I whooped his ass in my drive. We was what was he like? We was like we was like twenty one, maybe, Bell. Yeah, we was young. Yeah, we might have been like twenty. 20, 20 hey, new yeah. twenty. We if it ain't on tape, it didn't happen. Huh? Put them up. I said if it ain't on tape, it didn't happen. Right. I, I had to put the paws on him, Prentice. I had to put the paws on him one good time, man. Let him know I ain't nothing to be played with. You know what I'm saying? If you believe that, you believe anything. <laughs> Anywho, yo. So, yo, I, I feel like we dropped hella. I felt like it was hella gems in this joint for people to pick up and, and, and pull from, yo. I, I thought I, I enjoyed the conversation. And for me, it's just always good to just to rock with my guys. I be needing this shit, yo. I be, I, I, yeah. I swear it's I'm not good. I swear I'm like the pillar of the pillar of strength and be like, nah, they be like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking great. But I like I, I convinced myself I'm good, but I be having shit pent up in here just to have, just to like talk. It ain't even gotta that's be about oppression. me. Just to, just to no, talk like, it's like not word, but just yeah. like to talk to my yeah. is, is vital, you know what I'm saying? So Bell, you Bell talking about I was I was thinking about quitting. Nah, you you stuck, homie. <laughs> you stuck, cuz I we need this. Uh you still going to your therapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are going cool. No, no, you ain't. Not word. We're, no, I don't, I don't even know. I'm looking at you a week and a half ago. Okay. Week and a half ago. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm still on it, cause I'm. I'm doing what I do. I gotta, I gotta. Matter of fact, I gotta find one in Boston. Um, I need to get back. I need to get back. Um, Dad wanted to do virtual, but I'm not. I'm not a virtual virtual therapist guy. I need to. So, so anybody in Boston who knows some therapists, you know what I'm saying? Put my man on. See what's good. Pete, Yo. what's up? You, you think about seeing a therapist? Oh yeah, man. That's the next step, man. We got we I'm at a a, a real deep stage right now, man, where I'm really dealing and processing with a with a lot. So I know that therapy will help me do that. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely about to really get busy with that. That's, that's what's up, up, man. That's definitely yeah, yeah man. man. We can we can chart our journey together because I, I gotta find one out here. Um, sure. And and for, for, just so you guys like just for the public, if you if you work in a company and you have benefits, um, most companies have what's called an EAP line, employee uh, assistance program. Yep. And um, you can call them, and even if you don't have insurance with your company, being that you're a member of that company, you still have access to it. That's actually how I found my therapist the first time around. And I have my wife's insurance, right? But they, I called the line, they gave me, and they got me set up with Deb. 
and that's how I found my therapist. So that's a resource for you, right? You can call your employee assistance plan, uh, program and uh, they can point you to a therapist in, in your area. So that's what I'm gonna do again out here, right? Um, as, I, as I go down that path again. That's what's up, man. Black men doing the work. Love that shit, man. Final thoughts, fellas. What's up? P, you first? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, learn to forgive yourself. That's it. Yeah. Learn to forgive yourself. Enough said. Um, learn to voice your challenges. Right? You don't have That's to. Important. You may. You, you may feel alone, but I promise you, someone wants to hear from you rather than you taking mm -hmm. any drastic measures, you know? Word. Um, in, in, in totality, lean on somebody, yo. Your lady, your therapist, your homies, lean on somebody you trust and, 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 and have these difficult conversations and help yourself be better. I think step into a, a, a piece of vulnerability and it'll change your life. Mm. Yeah, and, and and hey, reach out to us, right? Like if, if you're going through something, hit us, hit us in the DM, hit us in the um, Gmail, right? All Black Men Need Therapy on all platforms. Let's talk through it, right? Like, look guys, we, we're not above, like we respond. Like for those who've reached out, yeah. we respond. So we absolutely like if you do. got something yeah. weighing on your spirit, you know what I'm saying? We we could talk about it, right? Like I don't I'm here for all black men that that want help, right? Like that's period, right? You see me in the streets, right up. you know, we can talk, right? Like you hit us up in the in the DMs, we can talk. Like I, I want us to be better as, as people, right? And get better. And always protect black women. Always. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um with that being said, fellas, that's a wrap for today's for today's episode. So y'all again, like Bell said, hit us up in the DMs. All black men need therapy at, on all social platforms. All black men need therapy at Gmail. Shout out to the production team. And uh we out, y'all. Do us all a favor and keep the party going by hugging a black man today. Do it. <laughs> and tomorrow. Yeah.